Nick, how you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, all good. Thanks, oh, Dan. Yourself? At least I got something right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone wrong yeah, tonight. Good work, mate. Good work. <laughs> you been all right, yeah? And yeah, mate, all good, mate. Yeah. The boxing, you. Uh, obviously, like two years out of the ring now. Two years, bloody but, hell. Uh, yeah, we in. All right, mate. Yeah, all good. All good. Yeah, keep myself busy with this, and it's all going well. It's building. I've got nice. some like really good names coming on, and I've uh, contacted some like decent names today, and I'm going to try and build the show and keep it as uh, interesting as possible. Which is one of the reasons why I contact yourself because, like I said at the beginning, if there's oh, no. anyone, if there's anyone who's been there and done it, it's you, mate. Um, starting off with your amateur career. No quality, mate. Cheers. How, um, how old was you when you were first walked into the gym? Uh, first went in the gym when I was eight years old, my eighth birthday. And uh, they said, come back in a couple of years' time, you can't box till you're 11. And I said, oh, let me just hit the bag. Let me just like, me like mess about for a couple of uh, couple of sessions a week. And they said, yeah, okay, yeah, no worries. Because my old brother boxed. And uh, so, yeah, so since then, since I was like eight years old, went into the gym. Then the ABA bring the age down from 11 to 10. Yeah. Uh, in... 1996, I think I had my yeah, it was 1996. I had my uh, my first amateur fight. A ten-year-old kid. They bring the age down. The first time they ever done it. And uh, yeah, on my tenth birthday, I had my first amateur fight. Yeah, now on your so yeah. you was there. So it's exactly two years to the day you walked into the ring. Yeah, 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 mad, yeah, yeah. yeah madness, mate. Yeah. Well, um, so how comes you went down there? Just because your brother was boxing, or? Yeah, my brother was boxing. I used to go down there and I just thought, not being funny, I was never like really good at school and I was a bit of a nightmare, a bit of a terror. And my mum was like, I used to like mess about outside, kicking the football like out in the big green out. Never really thought about the boxing then. Yeah, I thought, you know what, I'll try it, see how I'll get on. Then uh, the longest I've ever had out of the gym in 25 years now is about a week, if that. <laughs> well, even, even now. Really yeah, even now I'm in the gym every day. Right, Yeah, every day. I'm doing, doing a lot of PTs now, still training myself twice a day, six days a week. Uh, doing 18 hour days, mate, it's uh, pretty hard. Oh, you're still scaffolding? Still scaffolding six days a week, yeah. And I did that me, throughout mate. my whole career. Yeah. <clears throat> what, um, what was I saying? So you started first amateur bout when you was 10. Um, you boxed a, a, among some good company um, when you was an amateur, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I boxed, uh, boxed like James DeGale in the seniors, uh, Tony Hill. I boxed Tony Hill four times, actually. I lost against him all four times. I good fight, always mate. used to meet. I always used to meet him in the Southern Counties final. I was mm. just like, <laughs> like, never beat him. But uh, yeah, I boxed a lot of like, top names. Uh, and back the years... But uh, now I'm, I'm happy with what I've achieved. You know, like, I never won a national title, but I, uh, I represented Sussex maybe like 20 times. Went over to Jersey, uh, boxed in like a an international cup uh, in Cyprus. I got silver in that, which uh, which is good achievements. And I never even thought about turning professional until obviously when you was up with Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's uh, why not a lot of people know that it was me and you was in the gym together, weren't we? Yeah, we, we yeah, had, massively. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I think we spent was it for maybe three years, three years, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was there. I was with Mick for about a year, a year and a half, uh, and then I went off. Then I went up to Manchester. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, 
But yeah, we had uh, debuts on the same night. Is that right? Yeah, we don't talk about my debut. Uh, unfortunately, mate. <laughs> um, unfortunately, you have to take the rough with a smooth on this show, mate. <laughs> do you know what, right? People say to me, oh, do you regret that? Do you regret that fight? Do you regret that knockout? And now I don't. Like, Obviously, it was glutton at the time. Like, I went home and cried for a week. Like, yeah. I sold 500 tickets. Uh, debut fight and I was just thinking I wasn't cut out for it and yeah. I won every round and just dropped my hands for one second and funny enough I'm, I'm mates with Andrew Patterson now on Facebook we speak quite a lot yeah. and it's crazy how this boxing world is like that Yeah. so uh, well, obviously he was there just to pick up a ch- paycheck and I said yeah. why did you knock me out for <laughs> what was his reply <laughs> I'm charming I was like, oh, the game I would have gave you your money, mate. Yeah, I remember that because um, I remember being in the gym with because it was me, you, Ben, Aaron. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else was in there? Was it just us? Lot, Ross Payne. Ross, Ross Payne. Payne. Yeah. So yeah. I remember being in the gym with us lot, and uh, you was in in training, like on the pads, on the bags, and stuff. Like I used to look at you, and you was like stand out, and you could tell that you had such a good amateur pedigree. Um, oh, you, you boxed amongst good company and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go and watch, go and watch Nick smash this kid apart. <laughs> and then, uh, and you was doing just that. And all of a sudden, yeah, exactly that. Boom. And, and that's what I mean. That, that's all it takes. You know, it's like that's all it takes. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. split second, lose concentration. I was playing to the crowd. My crowd were loving it. They were booing him, shouting out, "Who are you? Who are you?" He probably thought, "Fuck this! I'm gonna knock this kid out." You know I'll show I mean? you who I am. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what was um like, I know like you just said you, you went home fucking cried for a whole week and couldn't yeah, go over it and stuff yeah. like that. Like how, how in your first fight, because like I I don't want to keep bringing it up too, but it was a bad knockout, wasn't it? Like you was Oh massively, gone, yeah, mate. yeah, massive yeah, it was a, do you know what I still I still watch it, I've watched it really I've watched it a couple of days ago, I still got it on DVD now yeah. the whole show. And I still think like why? Why did I stand there and trade like twenty punch combination? Why not just take a step back? Yeah. Obviously, you learn from mistakes, but that was a bad mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you was cruising it, weren't you? Like you had every right to go and like yeah. and do what you did. Yeah. Um, you just switched off for that little bit too long, wasn't it? Exactly. And do you know what? Maybe being new into the game, realizing behind the scenes, like what the journeyman is all about. Like ninety nine percent of these journeymen can be up, these up and coming prospects yeah yeah, about that. Uh, yeah yeah week in week out and obviously they're there to and that's what i mean now it's sort of like if i knew that back then would things be different it's it's a hard one you know so yeah but uh yeah, yeah it is what it is and we move Hind- on hindsight <laughs> hindsight and all that yeah yeah we, we will move on from that as well i won't let you i won't talk to you with that anymore <laughs> <laughs> what um who's that your little girl there yeah, my little girl, she's uh, she's cooking. Uh, you probably see Richie, Richie Reed in a lot of my posts and stuff like that. Guy yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I live with and other properties with. Uh, he's uh, he's Mrs. Cooking the dinner up. My little girl. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the ap- apple of your eye, that one, isn't she? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, little handful. Yeah. <laughs> she's just started hitting the pads recently. Actually, she's just started putting on the glove, which is obviously good. But I'm just like, keep it there. Yeah, yeah. No, no further than the pads or bags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um. So you went on, you you recouped, recovered. Um, yeah, recovered like, mentally, emotionally uh, from that fight. 
Yeah, I think like my, my second fight, we, I boxed down your actually. I think it was Maidstone. That's in it, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I boxed Rick Porter, uh, like a journeyman, and got a win. Then when I started to realise, not not in a no no disrespect way, but when I realised these men are just here to make me look good and just get me a win, I wasn't really about that. And that's no disrespect to any boxer out there. I just didn't want to do that. I went from a hundred eight fights as an amateur, boxing like the elites, like top England boys. Not saying I was betting that, which I wasn't, but I just thought I want to test myself. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. After my full fight, I went on the road and I boxed Jack Armfield. And at the time, he was 13 and 0. Uh, and I lost to him on points. Was that after your full fight? But my full fight, yeah, I boxed Jack Armfield. He, unfortunately, he just got nicked. He was doing a lot of not like stuff, like he was just banged up for a bit. And that was his first comeback fight on Sky Sports yeah. when Brian Rhodes is on the card because uh, he was teammates with him. And I just thought, okay, I lost, but I've got experience, I travelled, and if, if my dad had it his way, I would fight 100 journeymen yeah, and yeah. be 100 and 0. 100 Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, 99 and 1. But, uh, I said, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just said, like, I want to get out there, I want to get experience, I want to take these away fights. and. When you take these away fights, I've had a lot of big wins out on the road, like Taylor Jones, Tom Stokes. Uh, I won my first Masters title in the away corner, Dazza Russia from In Your Call. And the wins mean more to you than just a win again when you're in the home corner, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's more than just a W uh, on a piece of paper, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's nice to turn up, let them sell all the tickets, let them run and we yeah, you're, you're sound card. I think what you were saying was, you like it's easier when you sit, let them sell the tickets, let them have all the pressure, and uh, you can just turn up and do the business. Yeah, totally agree. But it's so hard to get that win on the road. I didn't realise how hard it was. How many? Like, like so, of your career, you had a total of was it thirty four fights? As a pro? 34 professionals. 34 fights. And 108 amateurs. Hell. I yeah. I could I could sit here and do the math, but I won't bother. It shouldn't be that hard, <laughs> should it really? It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You lost, like, you lost but, 12 as a pro. You say in there about, like, yeah, you didn't realise how hard it was to 12 win. 12 and one draw, yeah. Do you think, um, yeah. do you think there's obviously that draw, you obviously won that fight then? Yeah, being a away fighter, that was uh, that was live on Channel Five. Mm. Uh, obviously, like not, not a big prospect, but he was like an ex world champion kickboxer. Obviously, he's coming over here with loads of money and whatnot. Do you know what I mean, getting on the shows and stuff. So yeah, yeah. they're obviously wanting to look after him. I think that was a guy called Albert Kraus. Albert Kraus, something like that. Did he go on and do anything? Yeah. No, nothing. No. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? When no, they, they, like, you see yeah. fighters like like yourself and. Good, good prospects and good fighters that don't get no support and no like from promoters yeah. or managers or whatever, and then uh, some geezer comes over because he's done a bit of kickboxing, which it it just yeah, doesn't exactly transfer that, yeah. into good boxing, does it? I mean, it doesn't say you can't no, be a good and boxer and a good kickboxer, but it's not the same sport. It's completely different. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So we've um, so you went out and fought Jack Arnfield, who's obviously a big name after your full fight. Jack Arnfield, yeah. And then you went on um, 
got your. Uh, I think I boxed. I, I think I boxed a kid up up in Birmingham called Nassim Harbi. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, he won, he won the WBC International Junior title. And he, again, he was from like a foreign country. Every opponent, he's, he's absolutely polluting. He's probably like, Joey, but I just thought, like, I want to be in these fights. I want to take this risk and this opportunity. And uh, I got stopped in the second round to him, like, I could not see out of my right eye. Yeah, yeah. Could not see it. And that was the, funny enough, that was the, due date of my little girl so oh. my, my, my girl was a day late so I went back home obviously after that fight with a massive black eye all my baby pictures with her I've got this one <laughs> 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 I, I always turned up at the hospital like a right wrong room, like strolling in big black eye like on a Sunday morning like oh yeah he's been out in the town Saturday night Charlie. oh mate fucking hell but, uh, so what, but with yeah. that with that stoppage did you um, how was you getting on in the fight before they stopped it he was a good kid. He was sharp. Uh, I lost the first round, uh, then the clash of heads in the second round. But uh, he was a, he was a good kid. And if I was put my hand on my heart, would I beat him? No. Would I maybe got stopped in the later rounds? I probably think I would have done. He That's that being good? truthful. Yeah, yeah. He, he was yeah. He was decent. Yeah, he was sharp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, he was probably living that lifestyle like. Training twice a day, not working, getting paid. Maybe the family got a lot of money, or he's got big sponsors. Like you know, what it's like you, yeah, you mate, had yeah. to drive all the way down from your way. That was a good hour drive. Yeah. Same with me. Like it was a two-hour round trip to uh, after grafting all day, finishing work at two o'clock, come up to the gym for free, waiting for Mickey. who was always late, so he didn't get there till oh, five. I remember in. Um... <laughs> And I always sort of use it as an excuse for myself, and it's a valid excuse. But I, uh, I remember in the week of my second pro fight when I lost to Sammy Cousins. Uh, yeah. I've got I've got Sammy coming on the show um, in a couple of days. Oh, oh nice, um, nice. When I lost to him, I turned up to the gym in the last two weeks. This was I turned up to the gym three times, and he didn't turn up at all. So I'd driven yeah. a, about an hour and twenty minute drive, and I got there, and I was like, "Where are you?" And, oh, you didn't say today. Yeah. And the other time, yeah. he just didn't yeah. answer his phone. It's a nightmare. Mental, and, and mate. It's not just the... Uh, I don't want to slag him off too much. He's a good man. He yeah, is, yeah. But... <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's not put just the hours time. Into us, how dare he be late once? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just not the time. It's the money, you know? Like, it was costing me about 20, 22 pounds a trip probably yeah. like yourself. Like, I know you're using the van and stuff, but you're doing that three times a week. You did it over eight weeks. 60 quid over eight weeks and you're only getting a thousand pounds for your fight yeah you got to give away your, your manager your trainer you're probably losing money do mate, you know what i mean like mate. i uh i earned 700 quid for my first fight um yeah i got about a grand for my second fight and then up until i think when i fought wadi camacho over the southern area that was that was as much as i ever earned just didn't just didn't because yeah. I, I and like you saying about going the route you yeah. did I um that's the biggest biggest regret of my career. The only regret I've got of my career. I actually got two. I, yeah. I, I should have started out as a cruiserweight, um, and I wish I'd have just gone on the road. From like I had two or three fights against really? journeyman, and then gone on the road. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't need to be protected. In fact, I I boxed better when I was getting thrown in with guys that wanted to come and win, like guys that were under pressure to come and beat me. That was when I was yeah. boxing better. 
Who who was that kid you actually sparked out? Or what was that a few times? Oh, what, uh, Paul Davis. I think that was at maybe Royal Albert Hall. Uh, Coronet. Yeah, that it was. could be, mate. That was a brutal knockout. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one, wasn't it? That's a little claim to oh, fame. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah, no, quality, mate. But yeah. we, we, we had good times. It's all good. Yeah, mate. It was, yeah, we had a good time in the gym, didn't we? Had yeah, a good exactly that, mate. Man. That. Yeah. Talking about yeah, um, good, messing good. around, you've uh, I always think that like, when you're in the amateurs, you get like the opportunities to get, like you said, you went to Cyprus and you went over Jersey and stuff. There's like, they're just always shenanigans, aren't they, them? Oh. <laughs> Mate, it's, <laughs> fucking, it's diabolical, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, some of the things. That... I always try and get like a story out of someone, but <laughs> no one ever wants to talk about. <laughs> it was me stuck on a funny face, Nick. I don't know what's happened with your sound, mate. I think we might have lost you. Oh. I know you're back. Sounds back anyway. <laughs> Exactly that, mate. Yeah, yeah. Exactly that. Not many people do because uh, with the amateurs, they're all out the night before on the shank, on the, on the trips away. Do you yeah, know what yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. I went out of, um, I went out on a weekend with Crawley, which is where we used to train, isn't it? Uh, in fact, that was how I got involved with Mick in the first place, going through them. Um, yeah. And that was like we, we yeah, flew yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. We flew out there, boxed on the first night. We had three nights out there. So the rest of the weekend was just a piss up. <laughs> like 20 boxes all roaming around Malta, <laughs> misbehaving. <laughs> yeah, exactly that, yeah. Uh, fucking, yeah. yeah, it's good time. Yeah, mate. so we, we, uh, we, we, we boxed out in Cyprus. Yeah. And uh, it's funny enough, we, I boxed out in Cyprus and uh, funny enough, all the English people got all the Cyprian lads in the finals. Like, I even boxed a kid from Crawley in the semi-finals. There's, there's 10 different countries there, but funny enough, I get a kid who boxes at my own club in the semi-finals. I travel to Cyprus to box a kid from England. Do you know what I mean? How does that work? Oh, and uh, me, Ben Jones, Neil Ray, we were absolutely bashed in the finals. I got beat. <laughs> they, uh, they had their, yeah, they had their like, international team. We was some counties team. We was like in Sussex. They... They had all their Cyprus troops the lot. Do you know what I mean? They were the, the top dogs. Fuck yeah, now. I remember I went yeah, to um, I went to a tournament in Denmark, and it was a similar sort of thing out there. I boxed a kid from Iceland in yeah. the uh, in the first round, and funny, I, I weighed in and I jumped on the scales at eighty six kilos, which was as an amateur that was cruiserweight. So I jumped on the scales at eighty six kilos, and I went, oh, "That's how you make weight." And the geezer sitting there taking weights, he went. Uh, heavyweight. I went, no, no, it's cruiserweight. He went, no, we don't do cruiserweight out here. So I was like, what? Oh, God. So I, just, I was at 91 kilos. So obviously I went straight out and had a Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I boxed I this kid do. from Iceland. Mate, he was as big as my fucking dining table, this geezer. Massive. There was, I don't know how he was making 91 kilos. Yeah. And I went out and I, I boxed his head off, mate. Yeah. I boxed his head off. And then after that, the, um, the fight after, I jumped straight out and I watched the other two guys that were going to go into the final with me. And, um, I always remember there was this mixed race kid. Uh, I can't remember where he was. I'd, I'd love to chat. He was a lovely, lovely fella. I'd love to like yeah, know yeah, who yeah. he was and, and chat to him again because he was a lovely fella, but I never got his name and contact details. But he boxed a guy from um, from Denmark. It was like he was like the local. he come from the town we boxed in. And a tall, rangy fella. Not, not a brilliant boxer, but not bad. But um, 
the other fella, the English boy, yeah. he was um he was like a banger, like he was like a Tyson esque sort of coming pop pop pop, and he smashed this kid from pillar to post. But they took they took points <laughs> off him every single round for no reason. Took points of every single round yeah. for no reason, and then I got in the final. That's what I mean. With um with oh, this jump. Denmark kid, and uh, I went out there and I was jab, jab, boom, but I threw a left hook, and the referee first thing he said to me, like as soon as he got an opportunity, he jumped in, he went stop slapping, I'm gonna tap a point off, <laughs> and I was like, I went, what? so I just, I, and I've never ever thought like this. Well, you know, you see, me. I've always been like a negative counter puncher, and yeah. uh, I just went out, I put my head down, just started throwing bombs at him, mate. I stopped him in the first <laughs> round. <laughs> there was no way I was going to win otherwise they was just going to take it away from yeah. me so yeah they're, they're the ones aren't they they're the ones you remember you know like they're, they're the big ones yeah the yeah. other place who's well notorious for it you went out there a couple of times you said with Jersey yeah how many times did you get did you get robbed out there uh, <laughs> I, I remember going out there as a coach because I, I passed my coaching course when I was 16 and I went out yeah. there as a coach when I was 17 and it was it was Liverpool versus uh, Jersey, but there was a couple of lads from uh, Sussex that they couldn't match against the Liverpool kids, so they offered it to a lot because we used to go out there quite a lot. And I went out there. I think I was about seventy-two kilos, and they said, uh, "Oh, this boy's pulled out. Do you want to fight?" And I went, "I ain't got no gear." He went, "Yeah, it'd be all right. He's about the same sort of weight, seventy-nine kilos." <laughs> and me being me, I went. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I've right, got some yeah. points. <laughs> hey, Dan, Do you know what I mean? It's, uh... I had, um, I went out there. We we arrived, so we flew out there, and and that was with um, I don't know if there was a couple of boys from Crawley there as well. But anyway, we went out there, and um, I got there. I jumped on the scales, and uh, I was, oh, it was it was organised at ninety one kilos, so I come in at like eighty nine Saint kilos, and there was a geezer there, and uh, we was yeah. all like, it was all whispers going around going. I wonder who's fighting him. I didn't think we brought any heavyweights out here. I wonder who's fighting him. They went, oh, there's your geese. I went, yeah. I want to see him on the scales. And they went, well, he's already been on the scales. He's coming at just under 91 kilos. I went, there is no way in this world that that man was under 91 kilos. It's a joke, mate. It's an absolute joke. You're just going out there for the weekend. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you're thinking to yourself, oh, fuck the boxing. I'll just mm. go out there for the weekend. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, lo- but, I lost on points as well, but again, he he didn't lay a glove on me the whole fight. Not one time did he touch yeah. me in the whole fight. And he came up to me after he went, "Oh, I thought you were going to stop me in the second round," and I, and then I lost on points. <laughs> Mate, that, that that makes it even worse, you know. Like we probably talk about it later. Like uh, that, that that Andrew Robinson when I boxed him, yeah, yeah. for the IBO, he came up to me after he went, "I have no idea how they scored that, but." I'm very grateful about that. And I was just like, what? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, no. But even now, mate, I watch that fight and I think like, what were they watching? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah it's and again, like, people say to me now, what would if you won that fight? Do you regret that? And a part of me does, but then a part of me don't because my next fight after that was on the undercard of Tyson Fury, 22,000 people in Ireland, you know? Uh, yeah. I'm a typical council state kid. I've come from a council state background. I had fuck all growing up. My parents didn't have a lot. I've gone out grafting from the age of 15. I've worked six days a week, right up till now. Do you know what I mean? I work every bank holiday. Uh, every, every time there's work going, mate, I'm on it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, to get an opportunity to box on that, 22,000 people, 
jogging. It was a Tyson Fury. It was, it was his comeback fight. It was his comeback fight. When he come back, when he come down from all the weight, when he lost all the weight. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now. Yeah, then uh, Mick Connolly was on it. Obviously, I boxed that Conrad Cullens. But uh, yeah, what an amazing, what amazing memory. Do you know what I mean? What a weekend? Yeah, yeah. Weekend that I can have mem- memories for life. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you um, you saying that like, you go back? I, I, I don't really like to have any sort of structure to this the show, so I don't care whether we flip between amateurs, pros, whatever. But um, like you saying about you started boxing when you was ten and you was a bit of a terrorway and that. Did that continue into your teens while you was boxing, or did boxing just sort of cut it all out for you? Boxing cut it out like. A lot of people don't know, like, I'm my first alcohol drink at 22 years old. I've never touched a cigarette in my life. I've never touched a drug. Like, my old man, on a Friday night, I used to say to him, Dan, I'm going to go training, I'm going to go to youth club, I'm going to meet my mates at the park. No, you're not. They're all drinking, they're all smoking. You're not going up there. I'm like, Dad, please. So he let me go up there. I used to get home and he used to drill me. He used to smell my clothes, smell my breath. I'm like, Dad, I ain't been drinking, I swear. And he was like... I don't trust her. Give me a little clout and let's go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, I had it on, mate. And, and it wasn't until I was like 19, he said, you're not going to have a drink for your birthday. And I'm like, nah. And he was like, all them years for drilling now when you're 15, 14, 13 years old. Like, and I, just, I still don't drink now. I've, I think in my whole life I've drunk four times, five times, if that. Like, you know. last time I had a drink, I think I was, it was about three years ago. I'm on that a week at but, the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, just, just don't appeal to me, really. Just, I can go out, have a good time without it. And again, like, save a lot of money. Like, they want to do whatever. They spend whatever money. That's their choice, do you know what I mean? And I'm not going to not be mates with them because of what they do, but that's just my option. Yeah, when I was fighting, I used to go, like, I mean, I've I come from like my background is that like, my old man used to love a beer, and uh, I've always liked a beer. I was always like, yeah. I didn't start till I was twenty two boxing, and then um, so before that, every weekend yeah. I was out like Friday and Saturday night, sometimes Thursday night, sometimes <laughs> on a Sunday, and then uh, but when I started boxing, especially when I turned pro, I used to go for like, yeah, yeah. I had um, the year I had all my title fights. I think I had three or four title fights in one year. Um. The year I had my title fights, I had, I think I had about ten beers the whole year, and it was like one or two after each fight. So I, um, you just don't have time for it, do you? Have we lost you, Nick. You there, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you're back well. now, mate. You're back now. What? Well, um, yeah. So you don't drink, don't smoke. Boring fucker. Um, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, just, so, love, just love, just love having money. Yeah, yeah. So boxing, boxing was your life, obviously. Uh, we'll yeah, talk, mate. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I'll talk I'll about committed your life. to it. I committed to it. I didn't have like even on holidays. Used to train on holidays. I was never at the gym longer than a week ever. Uh, even like I got a paper round. I got two paper rounds when I was fourteen years old. I ran one in the morning, ran one in the evening, then went training. Do you know what I mean? Oh, um, no, mate. So yeah, I've been a grafter, and so I was just thinking, if I can run and earn a little bit of money, then yeah, kick on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two birds, one so, stone. Yeah. yeah, exactly that, mate. Yeah, exactly that. With um, so with like throughout your boxing career, like you said, you worked, you grafted as a scaffolder. I remember watching yeah. like 
Follow after after like I left the gym, following yeah. your your career, and I've always followed it as closely as I possibly could through social media. Cheers, um, yeah. And there was like you'd 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 actually say like I've been at work this time, I fucking ain't been asleep for this amount of time, and I was like, fucking yeah. how is he doing it? Like if I if I yeah, don't get like seven hours kip every night, that's it. I'm out of training for three weeks. <laughs> Do you know what I think? A lot of people. Like I had, a, I had a good like following. I was very grateful. Like the amount of people that used to come to my fights, and they probably saw like what I used to juggle, uh, how I used to train, I used to work. Like and a lot of people probably saw that and thought, Do you know what I mean? Like he seems like a genuine lad. Like let's go and support him. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that- I think, yeah, I think I think that's that's the thing. Like with yourself, you as well. Like you was relatable, weren't you, to everyone? Like you never, yeah, you never sort of tried going into camps and you, you just stayed true to what you was and yeah exactly that yeah yeah so we've had um oh, you've had a question here or we had a message here from grant dennis said yes uh, gave me a tough fight i called him a mate uh to be fair after our fight yeah he was that was that was a pretty good fight when it between you two yeah me and grant yeah obviously my biggest career was obviously winning the southern area do you know what i mean i was I said when I turned professional, if I ever box for the Southern area, that's my achievement. That's my world title. So to win it, then obviously defend it uh, in my hometown. Obviously, Grant, like, fantastic boxer. I speak to him quite a lot now, which is nice. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's nice about boxing. Like, I didn't really know a lot about Grant before and stuff like that. Uh, unfortunately, he said, like, he said something like a week before the fight about my granddad and my granddad passed away that like two days later and he was like, oh, fucking hell, I'm sorry, oh, mate. Like, he's sort of like, but yeah, and it's what it is, you know what I mean? We, we had a good tear up and I just took my foot off the gas. Like, I think it was, I think the first like four rounds, maybe I was up maybe 3-1 or something or it might be 2-2. Two, two. I just took my foot off the gas and won't come on later and, and yeah, it was a, it was a quality fight, and it was only one winner in that fight, and that was Grant. Yeah. If they gave it, if they honestly, if they gave it to me, and they said the winner is Nick Jenman, I would feel ashamed. I would be embarrassed to take that title that night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, you know, yeah. when it, you know what it's like when it's close. If it's a close fight, it goes to the home lads. Uh, so in a way, if it was six five uh, five four or like so close, and they said it was a draw or I just nicked it. Deep down, I know like he should have won it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, fair yeah. play to him. And like, do you know what I mean? What he's gone, gone to doing, what he's he's still going now. So yeah, quality to him, mate. Yeah. yeah. You can't really have grudges in this game, you know. No, nah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. He's fucking. Your career is too short. Life's too short, isn't it? To have old grudges. Like, exactly. Yeah, life is. Yeah. It's um, but that's fucking like mad because a lot of fighters, um, massive egos. And it does. I don't care yeah. whether whether you see that as a good or a bad thing. A lot of fighters, including myself, we've got we've got big egos. But like you just sat there yeah. and fucking laid it all out of the line. That if if mate, if you yeah, like- it's hard. And it, even though like I've I've boxed people and I've beaten them and they beat me and stuff like that. And a couple of days later, when it sinks in, you think, right, I had them on Facebook. I follow them in their career. They're, they're, even Taylor Jones, I really, I I can really give a shit. I got no beef with him or nothing. There's there's no but. It's more the fact that I just love winding up because he, put, he put me down like, and he, he underestimated me. That was more the fact that like, every opponent I, I'll get on with, I've got no, 
But he said, this is just a stepping stone to me. Uh, I'm boxing someone, ex-Southern Area champion, Nick Jenman. But it's just, it's just a stepping stone for me. So once I get past him, and I thought, is he for real? Yeah. This kid's 6-0. I've been boxing longer than he's been alive. Do you know what I mean? It, mate, he was. Uh, I remember when they made that fight, and I remember people talking about it, and I see it flashed up on my news feed. And I was like, how the fuck is this kid so confident to fight Nick Jenman? Because, like, you can, like, you, records don't mean shit, do they? They don't, they literally don't mean anything. Um, and I think ultimately, at the end of your career, you can look through your record and see roughly how good you were, what your level was. Yeah, of course. Like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and what level you stepped up, then you failed, then yeah. if you got through it. But don't get me wrong, like, I respect every boxer, even if it's unlicensed or whatever. Else, I do a lot of coaching now with the unlicensed. But he boxed on that Queensbury. He won a few titles and stuff like that. But they thought he was like the next best thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They got carried away with themselves, didn't they? I mate, remember, yeah. I, I remember watching because I'd seen him a couple of times on that Queensbury. I've seen, okay. I've seen him on the TV and I've seen like I think online and I think I was at one of the shows when he was live and they was going, "Oh, fucking this this Taylor Jones, he's this and he's that," and I was like, "He's." He's all right. Like he's he's got potential. Yeah. But he's nowhere near where he needs to be. And he, 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 how old was he when he fought you? Like twenty, twenty one, something. Like that? I, I think I think he was like twenty one. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it would have been like I was boxing the same amount of years as he's been alive. So he would have been like yeah, twenty one. Yeah. yeah. So he he. I, I I just say there's 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 always levels in any boxing, no matter where you're at. Like yeah. If you're amateur, you're pro, like you're unlicensed. There's always different levels, and there's always that next step. And I just thought like he just took that fight like too soon. Oh yeah, without a doubt. That's, that's that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, what are they thinking? This is not a fight for him to take, especially because I think I'd actually watched when it when it got announced. I watched one of his fights, like the previous fight to you or something like that. And, okay. Uh, and they was like all of them, all like him and his supporters and all that was like supremely yeah. confident and how good he was. And and that's listen. You got to understand, like when I say this, and people got to know this. When I when I speak like this, this isn't to say that someone can't be good enough. But there's like Nick said, there's levels in boxing, and you need to sort of climb the ladder of those levels. And like, there's gonna be there's gonna be a ceiling to where you can get to. Um, but you've got to know your place, and that's that's the thing. Like yeah, he yeah. he stepped way out of his line, didn't he? And, and thought, yeah. Yeah, thought he was gonna have an easy one against you. It must be the shock of yeah, his life that first round against you, mate. First round, second round, and to be fair, he caught me the third round. He caught me, and I just thought, and even Billy Joe was commentating that. Yeah, yeah. And I just held on. I just saw the round out, just used my experience. And even Billy Joe said, Nick Jemmons just holding on here, just seeing the round out, then just come on strong after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was just, and again, this ain't like, and you would say the same thing again. It ain't, it's not a, um, it's not slagging him off and saying that he can't be good enough. It's just saying at the time, it was just way too early for him. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, exactly that. Then uh, I think he went for the. Like, he actually won the Southern Air in the end, didn't he? he he's did not. A, he's not a terrible fighter. He's not a terrible fighter. But, no, but there's Taylor Jones. I'm just, I'm just better than him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. There's Taylor <laughs> Jones and there's and there's Nick Jenman. Do you know what I mean? There's two different <laughs> yeah, fighters, isn't it? I, I think he went on to box someone uh, down in like Bournemouth way, and he won it. Fair play to him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's, he's not. A, he's not a terrible boxer. But it was just like. It come all of a sudden he was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna do this to Nick Gemini, I'm gonna do that to Nick Gemini. I was like, I bet you fucking don't. <laughs> to be fair, I wanted the I wanted the rematch because he's got a lot of money behind him. Uh, have you ever heard of that Sugar Heart in Essex? Yeah, yeah. Uh Mick Norcross or Kurt Norcross or whatever. 
and they fund him money, like they chuck money at him. So I said to him, I said, I'm not a problem, mate. I will fight you. And I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to be greedy. I'll fight you a thousand pound the round. I mean, you you want to turn this O, like this like one into an O, you want to turn it back round. You want a six round fight, you pay me six grand, end of. And he was yeah. like, you're taking, the, you're taking the piss. I went, well, don't get a fight, then. fight, you're having it. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't fight me then, do you yeah. know what I mean? And that is what it is. Was, but, there yeah, ever any, like, like, was there any danger of them accepting it or just did, you don't think they wanted to know? Truthfully, I don't think he wanted to know really. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. probably like you you saying that to him was probably his way out, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, like if if I got stopped by someone, like I've been stopped by people, why well, do I want to fight them again? It's just gonna yeah. fucking happen again, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you box someone over ten rounds or six rounds and it's really close, you could have nicked it. You think I will jump at that opportunity, but like I fucking put him down three times. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. even a close fight. It was just so one-sided. But yeah. it was nice just picking up my payday and getting out of there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, with... Um, with, Because what would you... Would you class yourself as a journeyman? I, I personally wouldn't, but... No. What are you talking about? Oh, wait. My little girl. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm just... Because obviously I go... I fight a way to win. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I go away to win and... As I was getting more experience in my career, I was thinking, do you know what? It's easier to survive. Yeah. Like, I didn't know how much easier it is to survive, not taking that risk, but I've never, and I can put my hand on my heart now, I've never gone away to think I'm just picking up a paycheck. Yeah. I work six days a week for my money. Do you know what I mean? I don't, and not in a nasty way, but I don't need money. Like boxing helped. Boxing bought me one. Like, no, like I've got two properties through boxing uh, that I put into properties. But, if it's for the money, no, because I've boxed for free before and I've even paid to box. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't even know that. Like, yeah. I boxed at your call, a uh, six-rounder. I had to pay a £1,000 to the house and £1,500 to the opponent. I'm sitting out all my money the night before a fight and I've got 2100 I'm thinking, I'm 400 quid short. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. For fuck's sake. Then, then, like I said, like the guy that I live with, Richard, you see on my uh, Instagram and stuff, he went, do you know what? I'll chuck a couple of hundred quid in, I'll get a few tickets, I'll give it to the boys, like the lads at work and stuff like that. And I chucked them, like 150, just made it up. But yeah. I actually paid myself the yeah. box. Do you know what I mean? Been, I didn't know I lost that fight. Like, yeah, exactly that. And you know what it's yeah. like, do you know yeah. what I mean? But I knew there was a bigger picture at the end, do you know what I mean? So um, I think I boxed Robert Sadinsky in your call, just a journeyman. Um, then there was another fight after that. But I think the fight after that was like a, bigger fight yeah. so that's why I just thought I'd get a bit of ring rust and just get out there really yeah I suppose when like because you weren't taking fights like week in week out were you you was no nah, no nah, I always done a camp yeah. well I say that that is a lie because I took the Commonwealth title on 10 <clears throat> days notice yeah and being offered a Commonwealth title uh, what an opportunity like to say I've boxed for a Commonwealth title yeah, four yeah. people backed out of that and the four people that backed out of that were in the top 10 in the UK. I think I was like 22 then. Uh, I don't know the names, but none of them wanted to box in. And they offered me the worst money ever for a Commonwealth title. Wow. You can, if you can guess the money, I'll give it to you. How much? A 12 round, 12 threes Commonwealth title against the champion. Right, Commonwealth title, Liam Cameron. 12 rounds. 12 rounds. 
because oh, I always thought it, I always thought it had to be a minimum of two hundred around. But I'm going to say I bet it was eighteen hundred quid. Um, uh, two two thousand one hundred. Fuck, I was only throwing myself 2,100 quid then. And if you said 2,100, I would have said two grand. So it might have been 1,800 quid, we'll just never know, will we? Yeah, it might have been. I think it was 1,800. Like, time of like, I obviously had a weekend away from work. I had a couple of days off work, I think. But obviously I went up to Sheffield. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Then I would pay my manager, then my trainer. Like, mm. I'll probably come out of it for you know, I could graft a couple couple of weeks for this job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot but, easier uh, earning money on the fucking on the tools, isn't it? And, and he's a big lad. He's yeah. a big lad. And obviously, he got drug tested after, then come back positive and stuff. And now he's got a five year ban. Did they not um, offer you to fight again after that? Not against him, but did they not give you that opportunity? Yeah, no, nah, you... they. There was talks of me getting an opportunity to fight for the Commonwealth. Then they put a name forward. I don't know if you heard of him. Phoenix Cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought, nah, I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, I sparred Felix up at uh, Jumbo's gym, yeah, right yeah. to box in Red Hill. Uh, fantastic boxer. Good and boxer. Again, there's there's levels. And my dad's always tried to guide me and... And sometimes, like, I fought a kid in Birmingham called Cole Dickens. He was 5-0 and at the time. And it's the first fight ever I've lied to my dad and said, no, I won't take the fight, dad. I promise you I won't take that fight. So he went, Nick, he's 5-0. Like, he's a bit of a banger. So I said, yeah, all right, and I won't take it. So I told him I didn't take it. I thought, do you know what? I'll take it. Didn't tell him. Uh, put it on my Facebook road trip to Birmingham. And then my little sister, little snake, grasped me up. She went, what you... <laughs> Why are you going to Birmingham? And I was like, just watching the mate box. And then my dad clicked on about the dates. And I got out of the fight and I beat him. I beat Cole Dickens, uh, 39, 37 to me. And I was the away fighter. And I rang him up and went, I won, I won, because that was the buzz, you know. And he was yeah. like, I didn't want to, it wasn't that you couldn't beat him. I was just worried, like, as you do as a parent, you know, you just worry for your kids. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that was a uh, that was another good win on the road, and that was against John Pegg's boy. That was my first fight with John Pegg. I signed John Pegg as my manager, and he said, "I've got a lad. I manage him, but I don't train him. He's a bit of a banger. If he catches you, he knock you out. But if you box him and use your experience, you'll beat him on points." And um, yeah. yeah, I did exactly that. So uh, yeah, another one. Uh, Good weekend away up yeah. at Aston Villa. Yeah, mate, fucking hell. Yeah. What was um? What was your toughest fight? Toughest fight? Uh, probably that com- that comrade, comrade Collins was a tough fight. Yeah. If he was to go on stoppages, like obviously he was only in the second round, but was that Liam Cameron for the Commonwealth? But uh, toughest like. Do you know what I mean? You could have Grant Dennis in that as well, Conrad yeah. and Grant, because the day after I bought... He's going to love that. Sub- yeah, he will. Of course he will. Yeah, he'll love that. Wait, let me chuck in another name. Uh, Nathan Graham. <laughs> but uh, I think it's just a 10 rounds of, like, brutal. Like, even my first 10 rounds when I bought from the Southern area, I woke up the next day, I couldn't put on my stocks. I was sore. I was aching. I was thinking, well, what, what am I doing? Like... It's a hard game, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's mate. tough. And it just takes a battering on your body. Then you have a couple of days. Uh, but like the, the Southern area, 
Even when I boxed Grant, I boxed him on the Saturday night. I had the Sunday with my little girl, and then I was back to work Monday. Bang, man, straight back man. at it, mate. Like, my, I was like, boss, like, and he was like, some loyal to my boss because he sponsored me throughout my whole career. Uh, he's, he's understood, like, the times that I have needed to get away from work or finish a little bit earlier or have a day off to go and get a brain scan or something like that. So I'm loyal to him. He's loyal to me. So that's why we sort of like, got on well. Yeah, you still work with him uh, now, yeah. Though. Yeah, still worth him now. Yeah, yeah, still worth him now. On the team, mate. What um, yeah. what was I say? What was the the most like surprising? Because like obviously sometimes you turn up. Obviously that like you're saying that Dickens, uh, someone like yeah. oh, you turn up. But was there any like names that you thought that you'd heard banded about and people like getting behind a bit like that tailing really? I suppose where you just yeah. thought, I mean this is going to be a tough fight, but you went up there and just. Do you know what the uh, that com- uh, comrade Cullens? I boxed. I saw him box at the SSE Arena. Yeah. He boxed key from Germany for the. Oh, I went out there, mate. Rich. I think it's for the WBO, or it was for a, like a big title, and it was te- maybe a twelve round, and it was brutal. Both of them come out black and blue, and I said to myself, if I ever get offered him, I would never take it in a million years. But <laughs> right. two years later, John Pegg rings me. Got a fight in Ireland on the undercard of Tyson Fury, Conrad Cullens. I'm like, I recognise that name. Let me Google him. I was like, no <laughs> way, no way, no, not a million years. What then, was that? Was he was he a banger as well, or just tough? Not not so much a banger, but this kid from Germany. Or maybe I, like, after this, I'll set, send you the, who the kid was. But I think the kid was like 22 and one from Germany. Yeah, and uh, he beat Conrad that night. But what a fight Comrade put up. And in boxers, we don't know how good we are. We don't believe in ourselves. We never see us like we never see us fight. And when you think, oh, I boxed him, like, oh, he's good. Like, I didn't know I'm at that level. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really know what level I was. So I probably put myself out of a level and just thought to myself, no, nah, I'll never box him. Then when I did, I felt like that bit proud because I thought, bloody hell, like, I lasted all right and yeah, I got beat. But yeah, yeah. I lasted him six rounds. I didn't get stopped, uh, but took positives out of it as well. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was probably one of the the names I've got, and I thought, oh no, do I have to? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But again, like I've never said no. Like John Pegg, I always used to be on his case every week. What you got? What you got? What you got? And he said to me, he says Nick, I get offered fights for you every week, but if I was to tell you every fight I get offered. You'll turn around and say yes. So yeah. I don't tell you. So in the end, in the last couple of years of my career, he just told me the fights that he thought were good for me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But uh yeah, he said if I t- if I tell you every fight that I get offered, you'll be saying yes every week, mate. So yeah. I'm not telling you no more. Do you would you mean? have would you have gone down that route? If he was offering you fights weekly, would you have gone and took them? Obviously, like then, then you're fit all the time, isn't you? Because you're fighting all the time. Yeah, There's no peaking. You're never uh, going to hit the peak, are you? But no, exactly. Do you know what? As much as I say I would, I'll probably deep down probably say I wouldn't. I like the, I like the schedule. Like even though when I was boxing away, I do the same thing every fight. I buy a new tracksuit, new trainers. I get a haircut. I get a shave. I have a fake tan. I've done the same thing throughout my whole career. Yeah, and that's my little thing. And you know what these journeymen are like. They fight a week. I'll be having a spray tan every week. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I would have no money, mate. Who's I'll be this having orange geezer I'm fighting? Yeah. <laughs> I'll 
I'll be having new tracks and do trainers every week. But I, I loved that. I always had the mentality of like feel good, look good, perform good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, like when you turn up on your home shows, like you feel good, you got your tracksuit on, you got your haircut, you got shave. Like I still had that uh, in my head, even though when I was boxing away from home, like you see some of these people just rock up in their work clothes, you know, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh, I've seen geezers turn up in like paint and decorating outfit, strip yeah, off, crazy. strip off, jump on the scales and start banging some pasta in. Yeah, get their four rounds against the wall and uh, yeah. get their grand and go home, you know? Madness, isn't it? Absolute mental. Mate, well, yeah, exactly. And I take my hat off to them, do you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I follow a lot of journeymen in my career now, uh, even at the end of my career. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, amazing what they do, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking hard work, isn't it? Yeah, tough. Yeah, with um, tough. so with you, like you, you like you said, it's best you could possibly do. You always had a camp, um, but you, the weight was hard work for you and all, wasn't it? Mate, I love food. I, okay. <laughs> I love food. Like that's one thing. Obviously, working on sites in the calf, uh, but even, well, obviously in lockdown now, I've been grateful of uh, a really good cook for me, uh, Rich's, <laughs> Rich's girlfriend. I mean, she keeps them nice. But before that, I used to have ta- I've had a takeaway every night for the last like three months. But every night I'm just on the go. I finish the gym nine o'clock at night, grab a pizza, uh, and I love my food. Like, yeah. Obviously, when I'm a little girl, like, I take my little girl out for dinner like three times a week. Uh, that was the only downfall of me. And, John Pegg used to say, stay around the weight, stay about three or four pounds now. And I'm like, nah. oh, John, nah. <laughs> no. Like, that's why he said, like, stay around the weight. Maybe if a fight comes up with a week's notice, you've only got like three or four pounds to drop, not 20 pounds. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But uh, to, people say, oh, that's bad for your body. And I always used to say, true, that is bad, but there's worse things out there that people do drugs and stuff like that. So that's yeah, bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, losing yeah. a bit of weight now and then, putting it back on again after a fight, I don't think it's too bad. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, so we've um, like come, was that your dinner that's just been served up? Was it? Is that what they're coming for? No, she just come over. She just said, five minutes, I'm serving up. I'm oh, like, all right. All right, we'll start close up. <laughs> just before, uh, like, one thing, I, want, I don't know how much you've ever spoken about this before, or even if you want to speak about it, but obviously your boxing career was brought to an end by the boxing ball. Is that right? Or by yeah, medical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Due to a bleed on the brain. Uh, I had a scan, it would have been like three years ago now, then I didn't hear nothing back for like six months. And I said to John, I said, like, why am I not getting fights? He went, mate, you've not passed your, uh, like, we can't get you fights, you, you haven't got a license. I'm like, really? So I contacted the board and my my results were like getting functioned with the board, like every southern area meeting, they were looking at it and stuff like that. Then I had another brain scan. Then they come back a bit, slightly a bit different and I was getting really bad headaches and stuff. And uh, they said, right, you've got to see a neuropsychologist up in London, which is like 450 pound day off work. So I went and saw a neuropsychologist and absolutely smashed that through flying, flying colours. It was really, really, he said, mate, that's quality. Like, you've asked all the questions. And they were simple questions, like remembering things, like here, tell you a story, then you have to say that story back. Like, it's just about remembering. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, yeah, that's fine, mate. I think everything's cool. I'll put the results through to the British Boxing Board. Then, uh, then about 
four months later, I got a, got a phone call to say, you stopped your license. You've got a slight bleed on the brain. Uh, sorry. <laughs> you know I mean, that was it really. And I remember it being at work. I was, I was parked in a label in Lewis near my house actually. And the first thing I did when I got double cheese for cheeseburgers <laughs> from the burger van, do you know what I mean? So I was in camp. I was, I was fighting that, uh, Gino Cantus or something like that from MTK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so as soon as they told me that, I, I was in the label and I just got a double cheeseburger. Fucking hell. So, what, yeah. what was the implications of it? Did you have to go and have, like be looked at for surgery or potential surgery or anything like that? Or? So, now, now I have to have a brain scan, but I can go to my like my normal hospital. I don't have to pay like the 350 quid uh, every six months just to, yeah. keep, just to keep an eye on it. And they said the healing will never... It would never clear up, but it will it will close. Uh, but then they just obviously said no sparring, no fighting. And the next week at work, scaffolding, I'm fucking hitting my head every day, and I'm like, oh, fuck, right. you have to, you know have to be I mean? careful. Like, yeah, 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 massively. And now I've got my little girl, and the career that I've had, I wouldn't take no risks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when you're 21, 22 years old, you're like, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, we have a little move around. But now I just. But when he chants it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, you must miss it though. Yeah, massively. But I look at it like one door closes, another one opens. Now I'm doing my coaching. I'm doing a few PTs in the gym over night time. I'm giving something back, and uh, even like to the kids, like it's nice to go to my old amateur gym and take my belts down there, do a bit of coaching with them. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's nice to give something back. Yeah, yeah. that's important. Yeah, definitely, mate. Well, listen, Nick. Uh, by the sounds of it, you need to uh, get off and have your dinner. So, yeah, exactly. I, um... I don't even know. I don't know what's for dinner. <laughs> what do you want That's it to be? Posh. What do you want it to be? Yeah, something posh. <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, chips or something. <laughs> um, but listen, mate. Thanks very much for like agreeing yeah, to come on the show. It, um, and like, yeah, cheers for like going in through your career and and obviously like no, speaking about you, about the. Uh, the end of it, which must be a bit of a sore point for yourself, having been through what you've yeah. been through and stuff like that. So it is, mate. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. But um, listen, mate. I'm glad we got to show the knockout of Taylor Jones again for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might want to play a game for the people that's just tuned in. <laughs> oh, mate. Nice one. Cheers, Nick. No worries. Take care, mate. All the best. And you, mate. I'll speak to you Stay soon. Stay safe. See you later, mate. Cheers, mate.